what's happening everybody welcome back to mental health or the mental health casual podcast sorry i haven't done one of these in a while so um, i'm starting to get back into the swing of things on my other channels uh i actually i think i said that on one of the original <laughs> one of the podcasts where it came back but um you know i've been trying to get um you know a lot of these interviews out because as you know as you guys uh, who have been listening to me regularly know i've been putting my uh, podcast both on the um, YouTube channel and on this, uh, the podcasting platform. So, um, today I thought I'd do something a little different. Uh, I didn't know exactly where I wanted to take this one. So I ended up going to our mental health, which I will leave a link in the description box down below. If you guys want to check this out, um, just a little random idea I had, um, you know, <laughs> Hey man, if you can't, if you can't find, um, if you can't find, uh, if you can't figure out how to do content on your own, why don't you, you might as well react to something, right? Um, so I'm going to just pick one of these at random and yeah, you know, just check this out. Once again, this is the R mental health page. Um, never actually been on this one. I, I know I've been on something like, like our depression or something like that. I know I've been on the mental health memes. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and check some of these out. So first I'll, I'll just try for the start from the first one. Let's check it out. Uh, no one ever talks about how tiring it is to have mental illness. Well, I feel like a lot of us do, but you know, that's, um, I, I, you know, there's some validity to that. I can see that. Um, I, I feel like since I'm in the, I feel like since I'm in this mental health world, I'm always hearing about it. So to me, it's like, oh yeah, everybody fucking talks about it. But at the same time, I can see how if somebody's outside of the mental health world or, um, geez, I'm trying to think of a better way to put this, but not surrounded with like mental health and, um, not surrounded by people that are, somehow in the mental health world whether it be professionals and or um other people uh, with mental health problems anything like that so you know i could i could see where they're coming from with this but yeah let's let's go and read it um suffering from mental illness is one of the most draining things oh maybe i should read um this is from rats milk you rats oh sorry rats milk yep so um I, that is so disgusting. I don't even really want to read this now, but whatever. Um, by the way, it says venting at the top. So suffering from mental illness is one of the most draining things everyone knows about to the overt effects of anxiety, depression, etc. But the damage this can have on your energy level seems to get overlooked. When your brain is attacking itself 24-7, it never has a chance to rest. This doesn't even just manifest itself in being mentally tired, but being physically tired. My muscles ache, I move slowly, and I'm constantly fighting the urge to just lie down. Due to COVID, I've been forced to back uh, move back into uh, move back in with my parents. Now things are open uh, opening up again, and they've had some of their friends over for dinner. And find and I find myself being outlasted by them constantly. Sorry, I had to. Um, translate this because there's some typos in here. A bunch of people in their mid-60s have more energy than a 23-year-old. It's embarrassing and pathetic. I just hate that having to deal with mental illness every waking minute wasn't enough, but now I've also got to have the stamina levels of someone in their 80s. It's not It's uh, not fair. Sad face. Um, so, yeah. Um, I was going to read some of the comments. I feel like that just take too long. Uh, but I mean, there's definitely some there's definitely some truth to that. Um, I, I would just say uh, never. Oh, by the way, this isn't my this isn't this is more like if I had to tag if, if this person was coming to me with this um, and I had to give them some type of advice, not that I'm uh, qualified to do so. I'm just kind of um, I, I definitely have had this problem before. Um, 
I would just say to start out small. So let's say you have the energy level of an 80-year-old, right? Like kind of what the, this person was saying. Um, try and go back or try and go progressively into it. So start going to start getting the energy levels of a 70-year-old to a 60-year-old to a 50-year-old. Um, and by the way, once you get into the energy level of like a 23-year-old, that's actually very subjective because there's a lot of people that are very physically active at that point, And there's some that aren't. So... Um, just the comparison of yourself to others is is really tough as it is, um, and it's also hard to gauge. And so when you're, you know, when you're thinking about it, like I I, I used to do this with my grandpa a lot, right? He was a like real man's man, uh, but he did grow up in a different uh, era, uh, you know. So I have to keep take that into account. Also, I have to take into account I'm really not I'm really not him. So there's not really too much I can do. Um, about that so yeah the comparison part is really detrimental when you're in um a mental health funk or you're dealing with mental illness or anything like that once you start comparing yourself to others like uh, a real common one is um you know i don't even my my life is is really privileged and why why am i feeling so sad right like that's a real common one that i hear all the time like you know people in africa have it real tough this this and that um the minute you start going down that rabbit hole you start to not allow yourself to feel your own feelings right you're you're just basically telling yourself why you don't matter why you don't why your problems aren't legitimate right um and you know obviously there are going to be some times where your problems uh, you know definitely have some uh maybe aren't as big as what you're making them out to be but since you are projecting them out they are having a massive problem in your life so um you know just take your problem seriously and really um and really don't worry about what everybody else is doing around you. Kind of just worry about what needs to be done for yourself. Because that's really, um, when we're talking about mental illness, it's very, it's a lot more subjective than physical illness. But um, I don't know if I exactly want to say that. Because there are some objective things that you can do to, that are mostly going to work. But, you know, then again, physical illness is, is kind of subjective too so you'd have to figure that out as well but you know overall just don't compare yourself to others i think would be my main message to that one let's go move on to the next one from uh orange frog bro um does anyone feel 1165 at the same time is this from this like same person i don't know what's wrong with me i'm 20 i'll act like a child at times and then like a wise elder oh different okay so uh and at uh, times and then like a wise elderly person at other times I'm rarely ever in between. I never feel worthy of the people around me, my age or older, or even a bit younger. I feel like I'm just a big joke to everyone. Interesting. That's a, this is okay. This is something that I've definitely dealt with. Um, and it usually has to do with, at least for me, it has to do with who I'm hanging out with. So uh, I call it like when you're wearing different masks around different people. So um, I guess the best way to describe this was when I was in high school, I used to hang out with different cliques, right? I, I was a band geek, but then I'd hang out with um, some, I don't know exactly. They were like the non-click kids, but they kind of were a click in themselves. Uh, then I hung out with like regular geeks. Um, and then eventually once I got a girlfriend, I hung out with her group of friends, which was all girls. And, um, you know, I, I definitely hung out with like different groups. Uh, but the thing was like when I was in one group, they were a little bit more immature. So I had to go down to their level. And then, you know, when I was in another group, I had to, I had to rise to that level of maturity. I think that's why it's so important. And uh, by the way, I don't know if this is exactly what they're, um, 
I don't know if this exactly pertains to what their question is, you know, failing 11 and 65 at the same time. But sometimes, at least for me, I tend to, uh, and that's why why you're, who you hang out with is so important because you really have to consider, you really have to consider that when you're um, with your mental health, right? You really have to consider who you're hanging out with, right? If you're hanging out with a bunch of, um, I guess, for lack of a better term, losers, you know, it's pretty likely that you'll become uh, like the sum up the sum of them. Right. Um, And excuse me, just because of their energy kind of wears off on you to a certain extent. It doesn't mean you can't hang out with certain people. It just means that you have to be very careful with. um, Yeah, you just have to be careful because, you know, they can really rub off on you on the wrong way. So, um, yeah, let's see here. Uh, Let's go to the next one. Uh, this is from JA Non 38. All right. Anyone else go on midnight walks? This is actually something that I used to do a lot. I like to go on midnight walks. To be clear, it's a, it's been a little while because I go on them at uni and haven't been at uni for a while because of COVID, but I'm getting the craving to go on one and probably, probably, <laughs> probably going to go on one tonight. It tend to last two hours or so, and I just listen to music and set off at like 1, 2 a.m. I walk to a 24-7 shop to buy some random stuff, maybe snacks, and then go back home, and it just distresses me. De-stresses me, sorry. I have uh, I have thought about going in the day or early, or early morning and have returned a couple of times. The sun rises at maybe 6 to 7 a.m., but nothing is quite as enticing as a midnight walk with no one around but my music. Is that is this normal okay? Or is this normal slash okay? Um... And so this, I used to do this a lot. Is it normal? It's not it's not completely out of the ordinary because, you know, it's it's cold. It's cooler at night. So maybe if you live in a place that's typically hot, maybe you don't want to walk during the day. That's I can understand that. Midnight, though, is a little late, um, especially if we're talking about mental health here. You definitely want to get a good amount of sleep. Um, and also, since you're going to go get snacks and stuff, they didn't specify whether or not they're going back and eating those snacks. Um so they're basically making like a whole event out of after, you know, at midnight all the way up to like 2 a.m. So. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's a little tough for me to say. Is it OK? I, I don't think so. But everybody's kind of different in that respect. You know, I remember one time I heard Eckhart Tolle speak. Uh, who's an author and a mystic, that kind of thing, a spiritual guider. And one of the things that he always he that he said that surprised me is that he goes to sleep at like 1 a.m. and wakes up at like five or six. And I was like, she's Louise, dude. Um, also, it would depend on how young you are. I mean, this guy sounds like he's pretty, or sorry, this person sounds like they're pretty young. He's, they're saying they're going to uni university. Um, so yeah, I, I would say it's not, it's not good necessarily, but I used to do that a lot. I would just say, it could be bad if you're walking and you're like what I used to do um, when I was walking was just kind of, I did it mostly for escapism, um, especially since you, you know, in this case they're listening to music. I never listened to music and I would still go out for like hours and hours. I'm um, just kind of imagining myself in a place that wasn't here because, you know, reality kind of sucked and I would just imagine myself in different anime. So uh, anime or video games, places that didn't, um, and oh god i don't know if i want to read this one but uh okay well i am kind of like skipping a couple of them uh, i saw this one um i want to remind everybody uh that i am not uh you know trained professional or anything like that 
Uh, this is from throwaway five nine five seven four zero three zero three nine under the need support category. Uh, I'm going to read this and I'll tell you why I'm a little hesitant, but I think I think we should at least talk about this if, if not. Um, you know, if I if, even if I can't give advice for it, a uh, 13 year old is thinking about killing themselves and I'm the only one they feel like they can turn to. I have no idea what to do. I read it. I'm very sorry if this is in the wrong subreddit, uh, but I am not really sure where else to put this. So a few months ago, I met a 13 year old non-binary, we'll call them blue, at my school. They were struggling with their mental health a bit as they were in a club, a quote unquote club, not really sure what else to call it. Over the first lockdown for people who were vulnerable and or had parents who were key workers, I am based in the UK for anybody wondering. I am 18F, I think that, but I think that means like 18 year old female, I'm not too sure. Was Oh, I 18F was also at this, oh wait, was that their name? I don't know. I18F was also at this club, a quote unquote club, and wanted to help them uh, help them with their lack of motivation. So I got their Instagram and put a plan in place to help manage their workload. This went fine for a few months. However, as time went on, more things came to light about Blue, and I found out their mental health was pretty bad. And they also have autism. None the oh, okay, sorry. I can't just I can't just skip over that. So they also have autism. Nonetheless, I talked with them all throughout the summer and managed to get them into cam c-a-m-h-s i don't know what that means but i'll look it up in a second i also let the school know about their mental health and it seems that blue was making progress well i'm gonna look up what cams means just real quick because i've never heard of that um let's see here counseling and mental health services okay perfect um yeah it sounds like a pretty reasonable thing to do um now, it feels like any progress that has been made has been completely destroyed. Oh, wait, hold on. Did I skip something? Nope. Yeah, okay. Now it feels like any progress that uh, has been made has been completely destroyed. They're so much worse than before. They have no motivation, have constantly suicidal, have constant suicidal thoughts, and are really struggling. They also attempted suicide last week. Oof. Their parents, quite frankly, are awful to them. One time they fought Blue, or, sorry, they thought Blue was going to kill themselves and came home and screamed on them, uh, screamed at them, calling Blue a lazy... Uh, bitch and apparently screamed so loud that the next door neighbors could hear the parents cams have gone completely a wall um you know they're gone they're not uh, reaching out and the school are no help either i emailed their former tutor or their their former tutor who read my email but didn't even bother emailing blue i'm at my wits end as i am super worried and i'm also quite suicidal too Ooh, okay um there's a lot in this story so i think this might take up the rest of the time that we have <laughs> um this isn't really helping my current situation as my mental health has been quite bad recently. If anybody has any advice or even some autism-friendly mental health resources uh, they can link, I am sure Blue would be super grateful. Thank you so much in advance for anybody that can help. I'm actually going to read some comments on this one because I'm interested to... Uh, wait, how do you read the comments on... <laughs> There's literally one comment. Okay, let's let's see what they, let's see what they have. Um, uh, let's see. How do I do this? How do I do this? Um, yeah, I can't really read the comment. I think it was too too early. Oh, this is from the the auto moderator. Sorry. Um, so yeah, I guess I'll be the first one to kind of answer this thing. Um, so there's a lot in this. Uh, first off, the person has autism. They're non-binary. Um, bad parents uh 
you know, in, in this case, so in, in this case, I would just say since the writer, so I'm going to focus on the writer first and I'll tell you why. And uh, this goes back to a philosophy that I've heard a lot w with mental health in particular is that the, is like the airplane, uh, what is that thing called? The, um, the mask method. So, you know, when, when you're in an airplane, you're supposed to put on your mask first before you uh, put on the mask of your your kids or any, anything like that because if you don't help yourself you won't be able to help others uh kind of same similar thing um i'm not saying that they did the wrong thing i'm just trying to say that i think um i think that they did a right i think i like i really like that the um cams thing were uh they they tried to do that i think that was um, and this isn't me trying to judge them or like, you know, it's like, oh, you did this wrong, this wrong, this wrong. I would have done this. Um, but it's mostly just kind of, excuse me, uh, just kind of going into that. But um, yeah, I would just say to kind of, um, this might kind of sound extreme. I think at that point, right, once like suicide has been attempted is when you need some outside force, um, whether it be you know, um, it doesn't have to be police, but you know, a 5150, which is what I had, uh, something that is forced upon the person, the individual. Now that can be kind of tough too, because the parents aren't involved in this, you know, that that's kind of like the big thing. Um, and I also don't want to completely throw this at the parents because it's really tough to be a parent of somebody who, um, is considering that as a, as a goal, uh, mainly because, it, you feel it, it almost becomes like an attack on you. And I know, I, I know that's like, Oh yeah, but that's not the right way to think about it. Um, but at the same time, I could see why it would, you know, it would be, uh, it'd be tough to kind of look at because then after that, you have to kind of introspectively look at yourself and be like, well, what did I, what could I have done better in this situation? You know, was I doing enough? Um, the autism is, I'm not too familiar with autism. Like I know about it, but I, I don't know the different parts of the spectrum to really give my complete thought on it. So when we're talking about autism, you know, I've met a couple of people with autism kind of on completely different op opposite ends of the spectrum when we're talking about this. Um, but I, I'm not, so I'm not going to really comment too much on that. Um, but, you know, it's uh, also there was this, this club that happened, um, you know, uh, but anyway, like I, I think for the most part, they did what they could. And I think that should be commended. Um, like I said, the other the only other thing is like extreme because you have to realize suicide is an extreme. Um, it's an extreme measure to take. So there needs to be an extreme countermeasure to what has happened, right? Um, and I think about it as this is like a uh, pros and cons. So would you rather lose your friend or have them alive, but maybe not like you uh, for for doing that? That's kind of the the it's a real tough decision to make. Um, but I would just say to this writer, whoever this is, uh, throw away. Um, that's literally the name, by the way, I'm not trying to, uh, use a derogatory term on them. Um, but, uh, I would just say, you know, you've definitely done what you could do. Um, if something does happen, this isn't your fault. And, you know, I, it's not, uh, you know, and it really does suck to hear about a 13 year old, um, 
getting this kind of treatment, right? Um, I think also, I mean, I know there's like suicide prevention hotlines, all that kind of stuff. So um, if it does get that bad, I would maybe think about talking to them. They're, they're, they, from, I've met a couple of, uh, maybe like one or two, maybe off the top of my head. Um, but they seem very qualified for that type of thing. So, I mean, definitely try and do that. Um, as much as I want to advocate for, you know, medication and therapy, I just don't know. The, the parents don't sound on board, so it's hard for me to make a decision on that. That would be, like, my best thing, man, because I think, um, at least in the short term, medication can be very good because it can kind of calm everything down in the short run. And, you know, obviously that's up to a psychiatrist and everything else. But usually, typically from what I've heard, and I don't know how it is in the UK, but um, your primary physician can also uh, can also prescribe those things for you. Um, and, um, you know, I, like I said, this is a real, this is a lot. This is a lot. There's a lot in this question. So, um, you know, you know, God bless to them. You know, that's great for them for, um, helping out with their friend, quite frankly, I sucks at a lot of, you know, cams and, um, you know, all the other things in this, in this young person's life is not, uh, are not aligning to help them. But, um, you know, I think that's just kind of, it's unfortunately kind of the story of mental illness is, um, you know, people are kind of left behind in some cases and, you know, I, I don't think a whole lot of cases, I don't want to say, make this sound like it's a, uh, a majority thing, but when it does happen, it happens hard, man. It really does. So, you know, my heart goes out to you throw away. So, um, let's get one more in here. Um, let's try a, let's try, hmm. Um, uh, that's not one for me. Um, uh, hmm. Some of these are a little interesting. Okay. Um, th this one sounds like it's pretty relevant. Okay. Give me one second. I had to cough, which actually has some, something to do with this next question. Um, this one's a real short one, so it looks right down the uh, this alley, uh, my alley right now um this is posted by herded herded lion 07 i feel like my head is going to burst out of fear of covid-19 i want someone to talk to me about it so that my fear would reduce all right so uh you know I, i'll i'll read one of the comments as a comment right here uh, not everyone will get it vaccines are being rolled out in many countries and it is a reasonable high survival rate uh there's some more information about it here uh, just they put a link on there um, yeah, that's actually all really true. And I don't uh, I don't know how old this person is, but typically with younger, uh, more virile people, I don't think that's right. I don't think I'm using that word right. But more like in shape people, they have a less likely they are less likely to um, to have a fatality from it. But there are also some people that do, you know, if you have um, some type of lung uh, something wrong with your lungs, all that kind of stuff. And that's where it's kind of the, the morbidities come, come into play. So if you're, if you have some type of morbidity with you, if you're obese, uh, anything like that, diabetes, um, you're more likely to, um, to, it's more likely to become a fatality than most. Um, 
So, yeah, I, I don't it's hard to say because COVID-19 has kind of been politicized a little bit. So, you know, anything that I say right now could either, you know, the right could hate me and the left could hate me right now. But I would just say don't if you live your life in fear of that, you'd have to live your life in fear of a lot of different things, because if you think about it, you're more likely to get where did I where did I read this? Like if you read the statistics of how likely it is for you to get hit by a car, it's really likely like it's a lot more likely than what you think it is. Um, the likelihood of getting hit by a car. 20 miles per hour, there's a 95. Oh, no, that's not what I meant to <laughs> Hold on. Let me see. Uh, okay, this is a little... I, I, I'd heard... Oh, um... The odds of being struck by a car in the United States is about 1 in 4,292. So, um... Yeah, that's still quite a lot, right? Um... You know, if you think about how many people are in the United States, right, there's over 300 million, something like that. Um, but, you know, it's surprisingly high for for that. And so you have to think about, like, every little risk that you're taking when you walk out the door each day. Right. But when you do walk out the door each day, what do you you have to think about what you're doing it for? Right. So I went to the gym earlier today. Um Granted, we all wear masks and stuff, but it's still a risk that I'm taking to um, for my physical health and my mental health. It's still a risk that I'm taking going to the store. It's still a risk that I'm taking. Um, but if you put that in your head, it becomes kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy in some ways. Not that, saying that like, oh, I believe I'm going to get COVID-19, so now I'm going to get it. Um, but a lot of things can happen. And I think that's where this this fear is coming from. Like it's just constantly... Um, caution and fear are two different things. Like I want to be very clear about that. When you go into a martial arts fight or something like, or, you know, a sparring match or something like that, if you're cautious, that's one thing, right? Like maybe you're trying to feel something, you're in the feel out process. So you're throwing a jab, you're throwing long punches instead of getting up close. That's caution. But if you're running away and now obviously there's, there's some people that do counter punches and stuff like that, but if you're simply running away from somebody and they're just mowing you down, it's actually very exhausting to do that. Um, even people that are counter punches, it takes a lot of energy to kind of do that. And so, you know, if you're just running out of fear, it actually, you know, kind of like it, kind of going back to, I think our first topic about like anxiety and how it can really, uh, it can really wreck your um, your energy levels and all that kind of stuff. Same thing with this. Um, so also, I would say maybe don't watch the news nearly as much. I think that's where a lot of this fear is coming from. Um, be very careful about that because the news will cover stories from like all over the globe. And so you're looking at those and you're like, oh, my God, that's like, you know, that's that's right here, but it's not right here. Right. You're seeing different um, you're seeing it all across the country for different reasons. Right. Um, different climates, different morbidities. And so you have to kind of take everything into consideration when you're thinking about this. So, yeah, like I said, it's not it's it's a lot more. Um, it's not nearly as deadly as other flus have been, but it is definitely one of the more contagious ones. That's why so many people are getting it. Um, but as I said, it has to do more with morbidity than anything. And 
So I, I mean, you know, if you are, um, do have a morbidity, maybe think about, maybe this is a good chance to kind of address that maybe try and get yourself to in a better shape and everything. You know, I mean, there's a lot of different things you can kind of do to, um, you know, kind of get, get better, be a better person and, um, reduce your chances. But, you know, I'd probably just say that, you know, don't, don't throw away your whole life. Cause obviously, you know, we started off thinking this was only going to be two weeks, you know, two weeks to, to end the spread. And now we're like a year in, um, you know, live your life man, or, you know, whoever you are, you know, live your life a little bit, you know, you don't, it doesn't mean you have to go out to the clubs or anything crazy like that. Just, you know, live your life a little bit, you know, do one little thing at a time. Maybe if you can go to the grocery store without getting, um, without getting a freaking heart attack, you know, maybe that's what you need to do. Maybe if you just go on a walk, you know, just go on a walk outside. Um, you can still wear your mask. Personally, I don't wear my mask when I'm just walking my dog. Um, cause you know, as I, it's pretty easy to just, you know, Hey, I'll just walk on the other side of the sidewalk, but you know, whatever you need to do to make yourself feel more secure then uh, you know, then just do that. But uh, yeah, that's basically, uh, that's basically it for this podcast guys. I hope you guys enjoyed my, uh, my, uh, my responses to some of these ready que- questions. There are a lot on here. If you, any of you guys ever feel inclined, please do so to please comment on any of these Redditors. Um, definitely, uh, definitely a lot to think about, but um, you know, as always guys, there will be a link to our link tree in the description box down below where you can check out all things casual from the casual bros podcast. Um, generally casual podcasts, anime casuals, the podcast and the YouTube channel and my mental health casual YouTube channel. And I'll also have the link for this Reddit uh, thread as well. This Reddit, the subreddit as well. So as always, guys, don't forget to keep it casual.